Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in my studio with my co-host Karen Cassian. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. And we're so happy, really, really happy to have Chandler Jolliffe with us today, who's the owner and operator of Cedar Canoe Books, and that's Huntsville's new indie bookstore. Thanks welcome. for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Good morning. This is our first interview with you, but I've chatted with you before. You came by the West End where we have a big warehouse building and you were picking up chairs from the Huntsville Fest of the Arts for an event that evening on September the 19th. How did that go? Which was excellent because I was there and it, I, it, it was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, the event was great. Um, this was uh, one of the first times we've done a, a I want to say almost smaller, intimate event with an author you know we had Roy McGregor here in August that was 200 plus people that's a that's and where a did you have that event. one that was at at canvas um right off of main street and they were fantastic they also helped with this event uh we like to serve drinks at our events makes it more casual allows people to relax sit and mm-hmm. kind of enjoy themselves make a whole evening out of it and Terry Fallis is fantastic um really easy person to talk to you know he spent decades working in the political world and so he has all of this interesting insight and thought and opinion outside of um, just his writing. And so being able to have a conversation with him, I thought, was uh, really fascinating because you can delve into so many different topics. He was there, if I might uh, interrupt, he was there with um, our mayor and they had worked together in Queen's Park, which yes. was kind of interesting. Yeah, and I, di- I didn't know that before the event, so I, was, I thought that was uh, fun to learn. Mm-hmm. And he's funny. Yes. And humble, very <laughs> humble. Yeah, he's, you know, his books oftentimes are very self-deprecating in the most Canadian way. And he's, he's very much like that in, in real life too. Very self-deprecating, very funny, very, very down to earth. And his first book was very political. So that's, he does have a large side of himself that is, is interested in politics. Yeah, this is actually the first of his books that is almost entirely apolitical mm-hmm. in that it's a very human story, a story about grief and, and, and love and loss and, and, hockey. and hockey <laughs> and Paris. Um, but it's far less political than, than mm-hmm. most of his other books. So this was actually sort of a new take for him. It's a new season. That's yes. The name of the yeah. book. <laughs> quite, quite literally. So uh, that was really interesting as well. Uh, and I think for he has a lot of really avid fans in Canada in general, in Huntsville specifically. And, and I know a lot of folks have really enjoyed this sort of new um, style of writing from him. Mm-hmm. So you ex- expressed some collaboration there uh, with Canvas, with Huntsville Festival of the Arts and the fact that it was at Cole's Market. Yes. Uh, so there's a lot of collaboration happening already here. seems like you're settling in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we host events, there are a couple of things I think about. First, we almost cannot fit an event in our actual bookstore. We just don't physically have the space. But more importantly, I think it's a great way to do things with other 
businesses in the area. And especially as we go into fall and winter, which we all know is a, a slower time for everyone in the, the retail and service space. If we can do an event that brings people into Cole's art market or brings people into canvas or, or whatever other businesses we're partnering with, then everyone kind of wins. It, it helps not just us, um, but it helps those businesses as well. And in my mind, if we can do more and more of that to support the community around us, that's, that's great. While also obviously providing entertainment and, and a service to the community. Mm-hmm. What, what were you thinking when you opened a bookstore? And, like, <laughs> well, how did you get here? Yeah. 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 It's a good question. So my wife and I actually moved here, um, almost three years ago now, uh, without the intention of opening a bookstore. That was not the idea when we moved here. Uh, my wife's a teacher. I was working for a software company out of Toronto at the time. But when we moved here, Kohl's was still open. And after it closed, I think we both felt it, an immense amount of sadness or disappointment. Uh, you and everybody else in this town. It, it, and it, it's funny. I remember in the, you know, one of the town Facebook groups, the announcement of Cole's closing was like one of the most commented on posts that I'd seen since we'd moved here. And so it was so obvious that there's a strong appetite in the community for literature, a strong desire to have a bookstore and reading material available. Uh, at some point that morphed into the idea that I should open a bookstore. Um, books have always been a, a lifelong passion for me. Uh, many, many years ago, I spent a long time in retail and always enjoyed it. And funny enough, it was actually the space the store is currently in coming onto the market uh, and being available for lease that was actually the catalyst where we decided oh. to do the business. Because and it's a good part of town to be in. It yes. It, 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 I think a bookstore only works in Huntsville in, in certain spots. You know, it, it's for a lot of people, books are an impulse purchase, not a planned purchase. And so you have to be somewhere that is convenient for people where they're going to be a lot mm-hmm. already. And so actually finding the space was was the catalyst to deciding to open the store more so than the other way around. And we mentioned outside that outside that there was a lot of excitement while you were renovating. Well, and people were peeking in and people yeah. were saying yeah. there's a bookstore coming, there's a book. And we have a shop on the street too. We own a building and we knew that it was a big deal. And I know that when you went to the BIA, they all clapped when you said who you were. And that That's cool. was just so yeah. moving yeah. to my husband. You know, so that really yeah. speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the reception was a lot uh, bigger than I could have anticipated. You know, I knew people. I knew there was at least a subset of people in town who would be excited about a bookstore coming in. I don't think I anticipated quite the reaction that we ended up having. And you know, it's a funny story. Our opening weekend. So when you open a bookstore, um, not to get too too into the weeds, but uh, originally you have to buy all your inventory up front from the publishers. It's a lot more complicated than, than once you're established. And, you know, we didn't have piles and piles of money sitting around. And so we were somewhat limited in what we could bring in that, that first weekend we opened. And I hoped we would, you know, have some people show up and that we would have a, a decent sales day. And we opened on a Friday and that Friday two this day is the best sales day we've actually ever had. Really? And yeah. we sold so many books the first weekend we were open that 
we had sold through almost 60% of all of the inventory in the store come Monday morning. And our concern went from being, will people shop here to being, (laughs) we don't actually have books to sell and Christmas is four and a half weeks away. (laughs) So it's a great problem to have, but it it was, I think that's all to say that the, the enthusiasm was way beyond what, um, I think people came out, they really wanted to support you and and to see that. Did that continue through this past summer? Yeah, summer was great. Uh, You know, the summer sort of lives up to the the hype that everyone gives it around here. I actually think summer for me was less surprising than winter. Before we opened, I went and chatted with other folks who own businesses in Huntsville, especially retail stores downtown. And obviously we're a we're a seasonal town, right? We all we all know that. But a lot of people said, you know, winter's really tough. Save your pennies. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, just make rent in February. And so I went into the winter with this idea that making rent and paying our bills in the winter might might be difficult. And, you know, we weren't making tons of money in the winter, but we paid all of our bills. You know, it was very manageable. And that was the part I was more concerned about than summer. So actually the fact that, you know, we were okay in the slow season was more reassuring for me and more of a surprise for me than that we were busy in, in summer. That's good to hear. Yeah. Is yeah. It was a, very reassuring. <laughs> is there a lot of research that goes into opening a bookstore besides the publisher? You have to find the publishers, but um, if you've never done it before. I, uh, the honest answer is I think it depends on the person. Okay. I do a lot of research. I had pulled, you know, census data, demographic data. I tried to map, you know, the consumer market for books in all of Canada and what that looked like in Muskoka and how feasible it was. You know, I wanted to be confident that my wife and I weren't going to lose our house if we Mm -hmm. did this, uh, so to speak. Plus, you have that training and background and all the work you've done to this point. You've done a lot of analysis, use of analytics. And don't you think that is the reason that you did so well in terms of establishing yourself? Yeah, cer- certainly having a, a, a decade in uh, the the corporate world made this a little bit easier for me to understand how to approach the, the business side of things. But you really, if you've never worked in a bookstore, you really do go into it blind. And there there is quite a bit of research, um, even And I actually get now people who are trying to open bookstores who call me and ask me this question. But the first day you sit down to start on it, you go, where do I buy books? Mm -hmm. You you know, who do I even get the books from? And it kind of seems like it should be obvious, but it's really not that obvious when you start. And in fact, getting the books is so much more complicated (laughs) than you think it's going to be because the publishing world is a, a weird web of, you know, the really large publishers sell their own books. Some go through agencies, some have third party distributors, some go through wholesalers and figuring out that web of distribution, uh, is certainly more complicated than I had expected. I think we're going to take a break right now and come back and hear more about Cedar Canoe Books with Chandler Jolliffe. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us, and we're in the studio this morning with Chandler Jolliffe, the owner and operator of Cedar Canoe Books, Huntsville's indie bookstore. And we're so pleased to have him, and we're talking about how difficult it is to get books to put in your inventory (laughs) when you have a bookstore. Did you say, Chandler, it it was difficult at the beginning or every time you order 
or once you get those, re- those, I think once you, you map the relationships and you know what you're doing, it's, it's, it's easy. Okay. Uh, it's, it's starting out that there's just so much you, you don't know. And, and I often get asked if I worked in a bookstore before or, or had a different business and this was all brand new to me. And so that definitely, So my question is, are books a different product than the other things that you worked with in terms of retail? How are they different? Yes, they're very different. I think the biggest difference is, so we're a small space. We're 1,600 square feet as a retail store. And we have almost 5,000 different products, so to speak, 5,000 different titles in there. If, you know, I worked before in fashion retail, I worked in home goods, and a comparable store of our size would have, you're talking products in the hundreds, um, you know, maybe two, 300 SKUs in the store. So the, the volume of what you have to manage is so much larger. It, it adds a lot of complexity and it really changes it. But the other thing with books is a lot of them uh, unfortunately fail, right? There's, um, there's a, a good sort of analogy used in the industry that if you took, you know, a mega sized, we're talking like an Indigo with 50,000 titles in it. Of those 50,000 titles, 40,000 never even cover the cost it took to make that book in the first place. 5,000 break even and 5,000 turn a profit. And those 5,000 that turn a profit cover the cost of, of wow. the 40,000 that, that don't. Well, and you just to, need to get the right ones. Yes. And that, and yeah. that, that's, that's the hard part. Yeah. That's what very difficult. To the ones that don't sell eventually, where do they go? They actually go back to the publishers. Oh, they do. So one of the interesting things with books is that the publishers will buy back all of the inventory that's They're unsold. called remainders. Yeah. And they, they eventually get sold as remainders. So there are used bookstores or specialty bookstores that sell and they, you buy them uh, by the skid without knowing what's on the skid, oh, okay. but like for clothing. dirt cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they usually sell them for a few bucks, a, a few bucks a book. Um, so do you get when they, they, they actually buy it back from you. So yes. that's great for all the bookstore owners. Yeah. There's still some costs involved and it's also very time consuming, but I think the most important thing is books take up shelf space. Mm-hmm. And so while you can send back the books that don't sell or people aren't interested in, you still want, you know, 80% of your shelf space to be, to be things that people are looking for, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's great that you can send back the unsold inventory, but if 80% of your stores is titles that nobody's interested in, you're still going to, going to have a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how do you make those selections? <laughs> um, I like to joke it's 50% art, 50% science. There are obvious things, you know, if Michael Conley writes a new book a, a new John Grisham, which comes out every fall, you, you're you're gonna order Danielle the John Steel. Grisham, Danielle Steele, Louise Penny. So you order all the back. Stephen the, King, yeah. yeah. You, you get some of their backlist every time they write a new book. You know that new book is going to be popular, and then you actually have sales reps from each of the publishers who pitch you a huge portion of their catalog three times a year and try and help guide you. And then the longer we've been open, the more you get a sense of what do people in our community like, what do they enjoy. What works here? What, what works for Christmas this year? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think what's interesting is that's why indies are so powerful compared to chain bookstores is because they can get a, an actual sense of the community. And there are authors and entire genres of books I may have carried when we opened that I don't anymore because I know it's not a strong interest area. Likewise, there are genres that I now bring in in much larger quantities, much more diversity than I would have originally because I have a sense of what 
people in Huntsville and in Muskoka actually are looking for. What are those uh, interests? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on that, uh, did you put together the Lakeside Reading Guide for the summer? Yes. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, a team effort. So the Lakeside Reading Guide, for anyone who hasn't seen it, we curate a selection of books with commentary on them um, in different genres to try and help people find things like to it. read. I'm, I'm looking at it. I like it. Yeah, thank you. It's We're, very, very accessible, not only in the way it's laid out and the font size and uh, the images, and it's very well done. That's why I'm impressed, and I was wondering, how did you do that? Yeah, so we have another one coming for where the do, holidays. Where do you get it? So we make it. And where do people find it? In the it's bookstore. in the store. You in can also store. find it on our website. There's okay. a digital version, so you okay. don't have to come grab a paper copy. Okay. Um, it's a collaborative effort across our team. Everyone on our team contributes books. We read ahead of things coming out, write synopses, and then we try and curate a selection that we think will be interesting to people to help make their shopping a little bit easier. You know, we know everyone can buy a book online, but the thing that no online bookstore can do today is actually help you find the right title, right? It's great if you know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so what we put a lot of thought into is even if you walk into our store, maybe you don't want to talk to an employee. Not everyone does. Or maybe it's busy and you don't get a chance to. You can still pick this up and actually get a curated experience and get thought and recommendation and um, and and go peruse on your own. And you can go away and look at it too. I find that this yeah. book has been very helpful to me to see what's new and and you know on people's minds. What's so what's I didn't miss the part about how often it'll come out. So twice a year, there, okay. are, there are a lot of work to put together. So yeah. we'll we'll continue doing one uh, at the beginning of summer, and then one. Uh, our hope is November first. The holiday guide will be out, and so it'll cover. Um, and help get everyone through through their their holiday shopping. Do you have a network of indie booksellers, other people in the business that you're getting support from and knowledge of, you know, from them? Yeah, it's an incredibly supportive community. I actually cold called a lot of indie bookstores in Canada before we opened, and yeah. everyone I called said, "Yes, come meet us, come spend time with us," and and showed me the ropes, helped uh, answer my questions. Is there any big advice they that they gave you when you were starting out? Oh, lots of things. Don't order too many copies of any one book was one of the constant pieces of advice I got before we opened to, mm -hmm. to try and minimize risk. Uh, and actually there is a, in a Canadian independent booksellers association that covers uh, bookstore indies across Canada and, and advocates for them federally works on coordination and training. And I actually now sit on the board of that organization as well. So so. I can believe that you would, I know that you're also on the board of the downtown Huntsville BIA. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't, I, uh, 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 my my wife is she'll listen to this will roll her eyes but I don't I can't kind of do things if I do something I'm I you're, really you're have full to be tilt. all in yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned uh, some of the things you're doing and I'd like to talk a bit about the canoe club how does that work yeah so we have a monthly book club at Every month we pick a theme. So the theme is chosen by myself or our staff. We try and tick, stick to something topical. So in September, uh, our theme was uh, nonfiction indigenous books um, to match with Truth mm -hmm. and Reconciliation Day. And then for that theme, we curate a short list of four titles. And then everyone in the book club gets to vote on what the, the final pick is. So we help curate, but then everyone gets a say in, in what we actually read. And then we meet in store 
uh, the last Thursday of every month to, to talk about the book. And what a great idea. So on September 28th, you did Valley of the Bird Tale. Yeah, which is a book fabulous book. It sounds really fabulous. Yes. Nonfiction book. Yeah. And how was the discussion? Discussion was great. We actually were very lucky. We brought in uh, Joyce Crone from She's Hope Arises, who's mm-hmm. wonderful. And Joyce actually led the discussion. I felt as we were talking about a book about Indigenous history and reconciliation, it was much more appropriate to have a member of the Indigenous community come help facilitate that discussion rather mm-hmm. than it just be me. So she's, that, she's a fellow host on Hunter's Bay Radio on, is, on Mohawk Time. Which is great. And yeah. So and and so as you guys know, Joyce is fantastic, and it was a great discussion. How many people in your book? Well, so the mailing list is 180 people. Uh, you can go on our website right across the top. There's a, a tab for the book club and you can sign up there. You don't have to come. It's just drop in on an average month. We have 20 to 30 people. It's actually usually a pretty, pretty good group. And we have really interesting discussions about the book and whatever that. its social and there's a benefit are. too. To belonging to the book. Yes, club. you also get fifteen percent off of whatever the monthly book is. So we have a lot of people who sign up just because they like picking up and reading whatever book mm-hmm. we've selected that month. They don't necessarily come to the book club, and and that's totally fine. I I think that's it's such a great. It, it really fits with your idea yes. of creating a, a gathering place and a safe place. Yeah, and the, the feedback we get all the time from book club from almost every member is, I would never have picked up this book without book club. And that's always our goal. We do one or two easy months a year where we just kind of throw in, you know, an easy read. But for the most part, my hope is to help people find things that they wouldn't otherwise pick up and help open up new ideas. That That's the whole advantage of reading, right? That's the, the joy is to experience something that you haven't gotten to experience in your own life. It's also a great marketing tool. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Uh, the the funny thing with a bookstore is the intersection of doing good and serving your community mm-hmm. is often very strong with what is good marketing, right? And I think for me, there's always been a truism that you can both be a successful business and still have a positive impact for people in your your community. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see those as totally. as as opposed. What part does e-commerce play in your strategy or business plan? Yeah. So we have a website. We put a lot of work actually into into our website. We offer free local delivery to all of uh, Huntsville, Bracebridge, Port Sydney, and Utterson. Um, and local delivery is usually next day. And then we offer cheap or free delivery through all of Ontario and Canada, depending on how much you spend. It's a meaningful part. I think the reality is while lots of people want to go into a bookstore for curation, and to talk to staff. But lots of people also just want to do their shopping online, right? It, even some of our regular customers, they just need a book this week. They come in all the time, but they they maybe can't this week. They still want to be able to get their book from us. To me, it's important that we meet people where they are. But also a big part of our, our online strategy, and my hope is always that many of the folks who visit our community in the summer build an attachment with us and want to support us even when they go home. That's great. And continue to shop with us online back when they're in Toronto or Mississauga or Hamilton or Ottawa, because that makes it easier for us to stay alive, to hire and support staff, create jobs in the community, do more events, contribute more. Uh, and so that's a big part of the online how, strategy how do you for us. To Ottawa? Like, how does that work? So Canada Post. Uh, yeah. So we do free delivery if you spend 99 bucks. Anywhere in Ontario, uh, 
Otherwise, it's nine dollars for delivery. I love the marketing, yeah, <laughs> and 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 we do. We have customers from the summer who now go home and they continue to buy from us because they, you know, a lot of as I think anyone who lives here knows, people have a strong emotional connection to Muskoka, mm-hmm. and they care about the businesses here even if they don't live here. And and so we want to tap into that and give people a way to continue to support us when they're not physically here in January. <laughs> I'm glad you're on the BIA. Yeah. <laughs> this is so great. I think we need to talk a bit about how people can find you, where yes. you're located, yes. and find out more about Cedar Canoe Books. Yeah, we're located right on Main Street at Maine and Brunel. We're always, I always say we're beside that little place by the lights because everybody that knows that mm-hmm. little place. Uh, so you can come in store. We're open 10 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 11 to 4 on Sunday, we are open pretty much every day of the year, including holidays, with the exception of Christmas and Boxing Day. And you can shop with us online at cedarcanoebooks.com. And I love this. We are happy to accommodate special orders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are, you know, like any indie, we're a small physical space. There are in Canada right now 1.2 million active book titles still in print, uh, and we carry 5,000. So if we don't have the other, you know, 1.115 that you happen to be looking for, we're, we're happy to bring those in. And you know how to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we do. <laughs> thanks so much for coming in, Chandler. This, we wish you every success and we yes. mean it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been fantastic. Okay. Karen, we're going to take a little moment to talk about things that are going on outside of the bookstore. Although, when you have a book event, please let us know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. um, well, in the performing arts world, uh, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts is doing their nursery night concert series out at Sand Hill, and I hear the first one, the gr- you went to the I went one. to the good? Great Lake Swimmers. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous venue. And then there's uh, three more. Jen Grant on October 13th, Spin on October 20th, and Ben Kaplan on October 22nd. You can go on the Huntsville uh, Festival website and find out more about those entertainers. Hoxley Workman is coming to the Algonquin Theatre on October 26th. And finally, Dean Brody is out at Deerhurst on November 11th. I've got, I'm going to help with that one. <laughs> How about the uh, visual arts? Well, today I'm helping put in the show that will be, by the time this airs, it will be in Partners Hall. It's called Horizons, and these are works by Stephanie Aykroyd, beautiful painter. And the Huntsville Public Library currently has Betty Lou Dewar and George Pudsey that's uh, held over. Um, at the hospice, we have Marilyn, I'm sorry, uh, Carol, Carol Rutterham is there in October. I want to mention the Paddle Art and Canoe Mural Auction, really coming close to the end now. Please drop off your paddle by October 13th to any Algonquin Outfitters store. And the online auction will be on October 23rd until November the 13th. Speaking of auctions, there was an auction, an autumn charity art auction, presented by Muskoka Arts and Crafts. But they have an ongoing art crawl downtown in Bracebridge, so that's worth looking at. Um... I wanted to mention something that uh, comes up on occasion. That is something from when I get a newsletter about the Muskoka Authors Association. They're presenting a writing murder mystery and crime fiction event with author Anne Shalolo. And she's done a number of series of mysteries. And she's speaking on Thursday, October 12th. Doors open at 6.30 and that's at Bracebridge United Church. If you want to know more, go to www.muskokaauthors.ca. And uh, the answer is, we'll, we'll be there. What makes a great crime fiction novel or murder mystery? And so I think that'll be of interest to book readers and mystery lovers, too. 
and uh, at the Gravenhurst Opera House, I want to just do a shout out for the Aurelia Silver Band. They'll be playing there on Sunday, October 15th. And that's just a whole array of different things, but I know you'll have a good time. And Neil Barlow has said, you will be delighted. Lastly, New Adventures in Sound Art. Just don't forget that they're up there in, Sound, in South River, and there's always something interesting going on there. That's it for Arts or Us today. There's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We, we are Muskoka. Muskoka.